What's up, everybody? This is Nico and Kaylin from Glasshouse Living, a.k.a. Hubers 300 and Calypso Tusk. Yep. So we back. Um, as you can see, it's not just Glasshouse Living anymore. We have Calypso Tough. We also have Hubers 300. Um, the reason being is because we agree that there was a lot of uh, women who needed. Yeah, I mean, we had, I mean, our thing is both of us together, but then we also have our own identities as well. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of went with what we felt was the best for each of us, which we chose those names. So yeah, that's kind I mean, of well, I mean, if they want to know to better elaborate on why we chose Hubris 300 and Calypso Tough, it's not just, you know, we just thought of it as anybody who has a, a Instagram name out there or brand they're trying to create. Ours was um, tailored toward me, uh, Hubris 300, because that's a belief system that I have. Hubris, it's a, it's almost frowned upon to have any type of hubris thinking. Um, if you know the story of Icarus, um, they say hubris got the best of him and that's why he fell into the sea. I say if he never flew that close to the sun, he he's the only one to know what it's like to fly that close to the sun next to the Wright brothers. And that's kind of where my belief is. Um, I'd rather fly close to the sun than not fly at all. And for her, yeah, you... I just kind of I don't know. For me, I just thought it was a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> thought it was a cool. I've always liked the K H combination. You know, like our first son has that with his middle name and everything. Yeah. But it's not just that. It was just like I needed to add the tough into there because it was just something I was raised by, like just to be tough because. There's so much weakness, weak-mindedness out there, and mental toughness really gets people ahead of a lot of other people. Not to say you're trying to get ahead of other people, but just getting ahead for yourself. Hmm. And uh, mental toughness seems to be just due to like um, observation and experience that mental toughness gets you so much further ahead um, in your life. So I just liked the tough, and then I got a cool name and kind of stuck it together. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's our deciding of where we chose to go with our branding. It's to benefit the male perspective and the female perspective. Um, we're very heavy on relationships, as you can tell. She tied to me. I'm tied to her. Um, somebody going to have to kill somebody first. That's all I'm saying. That's usually how it goes, right? Why does murder have to come? I don't know. Have to do <laughs> Sometimes part. people just die. <laughs> Unexpectedly. He was very healthy. He was running the 17K. I don't know if that's possible. but I like how you said he because it's going to be you. No. No. <laughs> no. Anyways, no. Yeah. Um, so for those, the new followers that we have, both for Hubris and Calypso Tough, um, you may not know much about us. We originally started off as Glass House Living. What you are hearing right now is Fly on a Wall. The perspective of this podcast is to give light on certain subjects that may not have the right messaging, messaging or information. Um, the resources that people take from social media could be wrong. The resources of information that pe the information that people take from their parents could be outdated. The information that they take from their friends could be lame. 
Lame. <laughs> That's the word we gonna go with. For that. If you just be on friends, you lame. Yeah, no, no. But um, what do you what do you think? Um, you like fly on the wall. Yeah. For me, it just means like because we have some pretty like in depth conversations slash debates slash mm-hmm. we know how to stop them from being fights nowadays um, conversations. Um, and it's just like. So many times we have said in the past, like, man, I wish I would have recorded this. Man, people really need to have this conversation. Because we just really, like, go deep into so many things that I think other people may not have that perspective or think about. Not because we're special, but because we've done a lot of research. And, I mean, you even just mentioned the other day that people were like, why are you reading all these books? Like, are you in school? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm not. This is, like, self-study. And um, we've just done so much of that as far as, like, personal growth and stuff like that. So it's like... We have some pretty crazy conversations and we were like, dang, if people could just be a fly on the wall to hear what we're saying, they would really uh, benefit from what we're discussing right now. And so we decided that that was like a really good just kind of name for what we're going to be talking about throughout this podcast. So, And we we don't want to be fake. I think that's the biggest thing. That's something that originally, like I said, we started as Glass House Living, this podcast, this this viewing that you're seeing now, we just switched it to Fly on a Wall. The actual company that it's going to be under is still Glass House Living. Meaning, um, uh, and Glass House Living means living in a glass house. We try to live and be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. And as far as people who follow me on my Instagram for like my fitness, I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. People ask me, like, how are you brave enough to show these pictures of you looking the way that you did Mm -hmm. and like even now like I show like this is what my cellulite looks like you know a lot of people most people they only show their highlight reel on their social media Mm -hmm. um they show what what's the best um with the best filter with the best I don't do that like I do mess with filters I think they're very fun and kind of you know whatever (laughs) so so you're saying like you're the but the martyr martyr I guess that's a strong word to say but more so the martyr yeah. for women? Yes. For for moms? Yes. I want people to see what it actually looks like. I don't think it's as motivating to see um, somebody who's just like, look how great I look today, and this is me after five years of hard work, and that's all you see. Like, I don't think that that's very motivating or relatable. I mean, maybe for people who have never been heavy or never have kids, or maybe they were that lucky person who never gained a lot of weight after they had kids. <laughs> I wish. You know, so, and that's fine. And I'm not mad about that Mm -hmm. at all. I I wish I had that. But that being said, I'm just trying to be what I am and what a lot of women are going through. We cover up, we wear push-ups and we wear makeup and we wear all this stuff, which I still wear that stuff because it's fun to me. But I don't know. I just wanted to be that person to be like, no, this is what it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And I'm still going to show that. And I'm still going to like that one post I did about, I'm still going to get abs underneath my tiger stripes. Like, that's what it looks like. I'm not, you know, so I don't know. I'm just trying to represent. We, together, try to represent what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about fights that we have. We talk about disagreements. We talk about the bad stuff that we go through because that's what's more relatable, I guess, so. Yeah, no, we definitely had a shit ton of fights. A lot more a long time ago and a lot less now. But I will say this. I think um, where we are now and... Our marriage, nah, you know what this word to say? I don't really, I don't like the term marriage as much. I actually kind of agree. I feel like we're just like really good like friends, but not 
only friends. Yeah, no, man. We <laughs> business not, partners. We're not platonic we friends. We do other things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I like life partner. Yeah. That's really what we, what we are. Like, marriage is the piece of paper part that we signed mm-hmm. eight years ago that makes us legally binded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just like, we're partners in every aspect of the word. And that's what most people want. That's what we wanted. That's what a lot of people are hoping for. Well, but yeah. to, to touch on this, that, that whole concept of marriage, marriage, generally speaking, was always designed to be something that was the man goes out, he's the breadwinner. Literally, if you look at a lot of success, successful people, the man was the one that was out there, you know, the poster boy to success. And the mom was at home. Oh, she got her little home bake you know, business, but it ain't really, like, noticeable. No, I don't agree with that. Like, real shit, I say life partners because that's what my goal is. And you know how I feel about it. If we don't, if we ever, like, for whatever reason, we're not together in the next year or so, which I doubt. That sounds like a plan. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? But, but this I'm is a, this, you know what I'm saying? This, I know what you're the saying. Way I, the way I always thought was, if I'm going to be married to anybody or with any female, I need to make sure that I give her all of me in the hopes that she can be better than me than when she first met me. A lot of women, because I think a lot of women, that's usually a, 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 a female's trait, is to try to fix the man to, to get him to higher plights, not hoping that he leaves. But if he did leave, that man would be better off. Mm. And it's the same for you. Like, I wouldn't want you to have a shitty, you know, uh, second half. Like, honestly, I already told you, I want you to be depressed past that point. But no, I, I really want, for the purpose of Calypso Tough was... I wanted you to have something. We wanted you to have something that represented more of the female dominant traits Mm -hmm. in society because I feel like society has done a a very fucking good job of telling women what they can and can't be. Absolutely. And I don't agree with that. People, what they can and can't be. That's true. And women is one of those categories. But the other thing about me in general being with you is that I am naturally a woman who already is kind of takes control and wants to do things and and wants to be, you know, so it's not like you were like, Oh yeah, you should do this. And I was like, Oh really? Like, you know, like painting that picture where I don't know for me, I'm just like, this is me. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it's partly, it's partly how I was born. I think it's naturally innate in me to be that way, but also it was how I was raised to never depend on anybody to get what I need, you know, and, and, and what came negatively from that was that I needed to learn to depend on somebody a little bit. Um, cause to be over independent as a woman actually pushes away, um, a lot of men because it's like they need to feel needed. Who doesn't need to feel needed? Anyways, that's a whole different subject, but <laughs> it's just kind of, for us, it kind of came together like a puzzle piece because you kind of wanted that. And I kind of wanted that. And so it kind of went that way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also learned how to, for uh, stereotypical, not stereotypical, what's the word I'm thinking of? Cliche. Mm -hmm. Um, The woman needs to be the neck that turns the head. And that was something that I learned Mm -hmm. and got better at over time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of 
time. Yeah. But it's not to say that, you know, that's where I come in because, you know, we, we had our valleys. Yeah. Well, the thing is about, wit, about especially someone that's kind of a tough woman, like, for me anyways, it was like, and not to say it like that because you were in your rawest form, you're very, you're very dominant and you're very good at being in that um, position of power, but you had a lot of growing to do when I first met you. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, a lot of women out there have a hard time with their man because they're not someone to follow. You know what I mean? Like a lot of men are like, well, she should be my, but, but yo, you're not <laughs> no, doing what this you is should a, do. Yeah, you wrote into what I was just about to say, actually. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate on but that. But you see what I'm saying? Like it's, you were, like I said, you in your rawest form, I knew that that was your potential, mm -hmm. but your behavior was not <laughs> <laughs> equating like that. And so I automatically took in the, the dominant role per se in, in a lot of, fashions not in the whole situation but in a lot of fashions I did because I kind of felt like I had to do that and also because it's part of my nature and so when you started to become more of a man through personal growth that I wanted to follow and that I that I could follow I had to learn on my own how to allow that to happen and this is just our dynamic everyone's dynamic is very different there are women who are totally the opposite and men are totally opposite where women need to learn how to speak up a lot more and men need to learn how to listen to their wife a lot more. So, I mean, we just have the dynamic that we have and we can only speak on that per se from experience. But yeah, anyways, as, what were as, you trying to say? As, you know? No, um, you know, the whole identity behind hubris, you know, is number one, to have confidence in yourself. This goes for people in general, to have confidence in yourself, to, to believe wholeheartedly that what you're doing is what you want and are meant to do. Everyone, I don't care what you believe or what you think. When you were a little kid, you wanted to be yada, yada, yada. You have to go out there and you have to fail at that to make sure that that yada, yada, yada is actually wrong. Because what's going to happen is when you're in your deathbed, you're going to be like, damn. Yada, 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 sure so. It, it sounded a whole lot better than me sitting here shitting on myself because I can't afford a health care because I stayed at a job for 50 years. I'm very against jobs. You will know. Yes, he is. Jobs for specific reasons. Employment. Yeah. But Looking under someone. Yeah. Letting someone else right. control your <laughs> yeah. decisions. But back to the, the, the whole point you were alluding to. Um, men... I try to preach a lot in relationships because men want relationships too. A lot of motherfuckers sit there and say that they don't want relationships, and they do. Nobody wants to be alone. And for those people who want to be alone, they still find some weird outside source that fills it. That fills it. Yeah. And I think the true reason is they don't want to be alone, but they just don't know how to deal with being with somebody because they don't have personal growth, but also the people that they're with don't have personal growth. Neither of them are willing to admit that they need it, um, but everyone needs it, and you get that situation from there. So, well, so so back to the, the hubris thing too. When it comes to that mentality, it's something I take very serious for men, especially in relationships. I mean, I'm I'm coaching a couple people right now, and I try to keep explaining 
that, yo, I was, like, they look at me now and they say, a lot of men look at me now and say, like, damn, you got your shit together, like, you and your wife, you're happy. I'm like, yo, don't believe the hype. Like, it ain't always been that way. And it's not always that way. Nope. It's never all that way. Nope. You know? But, but I knew that you, I knew where you were, though. That's, that's the difference, though, because people say, a lot of people glorify this whole, oh, um, he. The ride or die. He, that too. Like, like he was, um. He was so messed up, but you know we figured it out. And it's like no, 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 no. You have yeah. There, there's a there's a deciphering there because I knew that you had the potential to to be that, and that at your core you were that. You were just very mixed up. Now I didn't marry somebody who was like I'm like I said, I've said this a hundred times. I'll say it a thousand and a hundred thousand more times. I had a lot of first dates. I didn't have a lot of second dates. Because I'm very, very selective. And I knew but that... I came through on that G shit. I was like... No. Not at all. Okay. No. That's disturbing. So, anyway... <laughs> so I knew that you had... You had that in you because of your parents and because of other things that was instilled in you. It's just your behavior was kind of mixed up from some other stuff. A lot. Um, other stuff. Yeah. So... Oh, dang it. Now I kind of forgot what, what the original point of me talking about that was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no. Anyways, yeah. as you can see, this is raw. The whole point of this is to be as raw as we can. We still want to give you as... Fly on the wall. Clear, yeah, clear um, direction, but it is raw. So, um, okay, for like I said, those who know us... We've been away for a while. We were grinding it out. A lot of our focus at the time was on Facebook Live. We started to migrate a little bit into Instagram Live when we were at Glasshouse Living uh, completely as a whole. However, the support and the... Uh, what's the term for, for Google and uh, the, the, the algorithms... Mm-hmm. The algorithms for, you know, Facebook. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> it's very tough for businesses to prosper. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot more drama. So Personally, you reach up to 6% of your followers on Facebook, which is rough. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That, that damaged us a little bit. And we kept trying different ways to compute. But the success that we're both having right now, I mean, you're already... What, uh, not even a year into Really Cool oh So God, Tough? Yeah, and no. you're already... Yeah, I have almost, I mean, a thousand followers. Woo, big deal. But, I mean, it's only been... Since... But your engagements, we don't track followers, we track engagement. And in your nine months, yes, very. And in nine months, I have got a thousand, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's that whole doubling a penny thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, if you double a penny, it doesn't sound like a lot. Two cents, four cents, eight cents, 16 cents. It's still less than a dollar, yeah. right? But over time, you get 100,000, 200,000, 400,000, 800,000. So it's, it's that duplication type of a analogy. So it, it's going it's going a lot better. I read a few um, books on how to grow Instagram followings and kind of how to do things. And I don't have – I don't – I do have the money. I don't choose to spend the money that people have to get that following really super fast. I want to have a more of a raw – yeah. Um, real followers, not a lot of like paying for followers, Cause, and cause, robots, and all. Yeah, because what it I'll is, wait, I'll what, wait, it, what it is know? though is it's Glasshouse Living is still live in Calypso Tough. Glasshouse Living is still alive in Hubris. 
what it is is you being 100% genuine. We made that decision a long time ago when we were back at originally ground one zero, you know, uh, Glass House Living, that we're not going to pay for followers. Yeah. No, you know? no, we talked about that. Yeah. We did. Because there's a way that you can you can pay for followers. And we were just like, you know, we want real followers. We don't want robots. We want engagement. We, want... we want people who actually yeah. want change. Because we actually to... want yeah. to help people. Yeah. We don't just want to be Instagram Right, friends. right. You know, we want to actually make an impact. Like, I was just telling somebody the other day on my Instagram. Like, I was like, look, like, the point of my existence is to pass on what I learned. Because not everybody was as lucky as I was when it came to my input as a kid. Um, And it's just what drives me every day is when one person messages me and says, hey, what you're doing is helping me. I promise you, I can die in that moment and be the happiest person on the face of the earth because my point of living has been fulfilled. And every time somebody says that to me, it never, ever gets old because that's just what, like, my dad told me I was born asking why and I was born trying to tell somebody how to do something. Yeah. It's just naturally. And you and I share the same thing, which is really cool. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this because we both have so much passion for, for educating and, and, and helping and assisting and just helping other people makes us feel like our life is worth it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know. From the start, same thing, you know, from the start, you know, I remember my father in the same sense. The biggest thing my father always told me is you are excellent, excellent at giving other people advice and getting people through whatever they need to be teaching them, whatever it may be. But until you fix yourself, you can't master anything. So I was like, all right, cool. And that, that, he told me that when I was like 10. And that's correct, but when you take that seriously is up to you. <laughs> yeah, that is true. When you take it seriously. I did, though, you know, and it. Eventually, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, lots of books. Yeah, lots it's books. still lots of books, but... And just self-analyzing yourself. I think a lot of people try so hard to... Avoid it. Avoid analyzing or avoid those feelings, avoid those things that could change your life. Well, it's because we're our own worst critic. We don't want to hear what our own... I was just telling somebody this the other day. We don't need anyone to talk bad to us. We can talk bad enough to ourselves. We don't need anyone to insult us. We insult ourselves enough as it is. Like, we're so, we're our own toughest critic. I told somebody, I told some, <laughs> told a guy at, at the hall, um, it, I work, I work for, um, God, what do I work? Longshore? Longshore, yeah. So, whatever. I'm down here at this little place, um, and older gentleman come to me he says I forgot what we were talking about not a good not a good look <laughs> not a good look not a good look for you I was talking about we're our own we're our own worst critics oh no I said okay so you know I'm talking to this guy and he comes up to me or whatever and I tell him I said look the biggest thing that you have in relationships and life itself is that everybody keep trying to start these new year resolutions these new relationships these new goals but you keep coming into that same relationship, that new relationship, that new goal, that new habit with the same mentality that you had in the old one. It's like, it's like, like what's the common no, factor? Really what like, it is? It's you. Really it's what you. it is? It's a white, it's like you getting a mansion. Like, imagine you waking up and somebody says, it's like punked. You wake up and they say, hey, you got a $5 million mansion. 
It's all yours, all white, everything. And the first thing you do is you bring your nasty-ass shoes into the new house, the new mansion. It's all white, and you stepping all over the carpet. Within so you expect right. You expect again. to have a Absolutely. life of abundance, a life of you know a, a better marriage, a better career, a better life, and you sitting so up here walking. You bringing your nasty-ass shoes into your new life. It don't work. It don't. It don't. don't. And eventually you lose And then you blame other people. And then you're in your fourth marriage like it's all their fault. Right. (laughs) And not to say that they don't have anything to do with it. Because like attracts like. So you're attracting other people that might have their own problems. You know what I'm saying? That's that's multiple facts. And nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know, so that's that too. But anyways, um... So what, like he said, what we were doing was we were going on Facebook Live. We were discussing a lot of hot topics. We were discussing a lot of personal growth stuff like relationships, fitness, finances, that kind of thing that creates happiness. But we were also discussing some hot topics about race. Obviously, we're an interracial relationship. So we we were talking about, oh, yeah, well, I mean, we spent how much time fixing the lighting that would sort of be conducive to both of our skin? You kind of look ghostly and I look a little bit I'm pretty glowy, but we look all right. Anyways, um, so we talked about a lot of different things. Um, what ended up stopping us was we had some, we had several back-to-back changes in a very short amount of time. A lot. Um, both of him and I changed jobs, changed hours, and then we had a 12-day notice to move out of the place that we were living at, which is actually illegal. So they had to offer us a one-month extension, but it's still not enough time to say how much money it cost to move. And so we just got thrown for a loop, and we've been upside Car down. Car accident, oh, taking yeah. care of others. He lo- not well, taking care of others, but we uh, both, assisting others. Yes, and we both lost our cars last year. Mm-hmm. We had two to get two new cars, two new jobs, a brand new house. I mean, it was just a lot of big changes in a very small amount of time. And we've just been super slammed with, with so much stuff. And so we weren't... We weren't mentally available I, for this. I, I mentally checked out. I literally, we I just couldn't do it. made it I'm not going to lie to you. Like, That's I true. grind, and sometimes you fall on your ass, and people are afraid to show that they fall on their ass. No, we, we did. We fell on our ass. We did. It's I been, went, what, yeah. how long have we lived here? Almost four, over four months. And we just now feeling like it's a... And we bought this, we, we, we bought... We rented this place. Right. Um, we're against purchasing any house until we can buy any cash. We rented this place for this specific extra room for recording. And it took us four months to get in here and do this because it's just very stressful. It's it's high, high movement, man. But anyways, so that's kind of why we have been stalling. We just had a lot of mental changes. We got two little ones, you know, we've got. And taking care of them is definitely something that we take Woo. very serious. We have an almost seven-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old and <laughs> boys, and it's just. One is going to be. One's in first grade. We're teaching them how to read. The other one's a tantrum toddler. I mean, we got a tantrum. He's just. He's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This boy loves guns and like... Pew pews. Yes, man. He is crazy. Our other one was not like that. Anyways, so we were doing that. We've been stopping. We've had a lot of interruptions in our life. But we've just been always in the back of our mind preparing. Preparing for getting back on um, podcasts and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's basically just... We talked um, prior to this 
um, we talked about fly on the wall. So it's not something that we recently came up with. It's something we were talking about when we were still in the other right. house. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of... Sure. Yeah, it's been a, a long lot time coming, pretty much. And so, yeah, like we, we already kind of explained what is fly on the wall. And so um, from here on out, we discuss lots of different things. Like I said, we talk... Uh, holistic happiness takes... Um, Oh, do we need to restart? No, okay, gotcha. So holistic happiness takes a lot of different things. Um, there's a lot of people who are massively successful and they're miserable. Um, there's a lot of people who are really happy in their relationship, but they're financially just buried. Uh, um, in order for in order for us to think that you have complete happiness is to have happiness all around with finances, money doesn't buy happiness, but being broke doesn't either. Um, having good relationships with your kids, with your spouse, with the rest of your family, if you choose to be around them or how much you choose to be around them. We talk about proximity a lot. Um, and, um, being fit. I promise you people are financially well off and they're happy in their relationships, but they're miserable in their bodies. And our bodies is, uh, don't even get me started. I will talk for three hours. Our bodies, we only have one. And that's our vehicle to get around in this earth. And we One need that to we feel, know of. Yeah. In, in this particular existence. And so we need to be happy in that. And it can be extremely devastational to your happiness, to, your, to just your life, to everything if you're not fit. And, um, and fit is a relative term. But I want to say more so if you're healthy, if you're somewhat active if you're not having health problems associated to being overweight, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you just, you know, you don't have to be as fit as a bodybuilder or anything like that, but just moving, feeling happy about moving around, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if, if we believe that if you're holistically happy in your relationships, your fitness and your finances, that you can live the best life that you possibly can. And so we talk about all those different subjects within our speaking circuit i guess oh yeah because i'm crazy as fuck <laughs> um you were no and it's still there a little no. bit okay. i'm still crazy as fuck no he's not yeah i am let me tell you why he's this not. is why i am no because you don't do half the stuff you used to no maybe you this think is... about it but no, no this is that okay my actions may make me yeah crazy okay or made me crazy but my actions have dumbed have dumbed down but my intellectual side makes me crazy that's what i'm speaking of i don't I, i'm serious when i say this i don't think like a lot of men i don't no i think i give more Which credit great for me yeah uh, we have a lot of sex um <laughs> we do i mean if men really want to know the secret to having a lot of sex like a lot of i'm serious when i'm talking about this shit this is why marriage is this no, that's another that's another thing yeah. that's a big fact i mean you can have a very happy relationship but physical needs are important and that's something that we also work on and both him and i we talked about it many times we both have traumas sexually in our history as children and so we had to fight through a lot of that stuff um and we still do we're not perfect in those areas either but it's important to us and so yeah we've figured out a pretty good groove for ourselves in that area i think yeah i mean it, it's i mean i hear of relationships and marriages who who don't have relations with each other for well yeah i mean not to i'm not gonna put anybody business on people i consult with 
Um, and not well, a year or many, many oh, months. Oh, great. Um, oh, is our um, camera having an issue? Yeah, so our live is still going, but I don't know about this one. Oh, it says card full. Dang, that's eight. Because I did it. Megabytes on or whatever it is. What is it? The Me- best setting. Oh, that's all right. No, it's okay. all good. I'll, go, I'll get a lot of clips from that. Yep, so we'll, we'll just continue. run with this. Um, um, what was I just talking about? Adjusting the life of sex. Sexual intercourse. <laughs> penis and vaginal penetration. It's not necessary to explain that. I think people know what it is. That's, I think that's also the problem with people. Like, at first you couldn't say dick. And you couldn't say pussy. <laughs> Can you still not say it? Right, but this is my point. But now it's like this whole thing. You use a medical term, penis, and then people like freak out. Oh my gosh, he said penis. Like, yeah, it's a penis. Well, yeah, I agree. I I think people take sex into this like forbidden fucking realm, and then you wonder why your sex life and your marriage sucks because you don't understand the mechanics of a woman. You don't understand that after there's just a lot of there's a lot of unrealistic expectations you're supposed to be a white dressed virgin on your wedding day and then you're supposed to be a red lingerie crazy wild woman that same night is just ridiculous expectations and people talk a lot of crap about it and then they turn around and do it and it doesn't make any sense and people don't know what they're doing and it's just wild yeah i mean my my job right now Hubris, one of the programs I'm working on. Let's actually let's let's do this. Let's talk about the things that we're up to now. Um, we talk about the shit we skipped. We talk about what we were doing. Let's talk about what they can expect. Like our listeners, our viewers can expect from Calypso Tough, and then I'll go into the Hubris side of things, and then we'll tie it up with Glass House Living. So you're talking about like what do you what do you see? The net this year holding for your like my fitness stuff. Yeah, Calypso Tough. What do you think your viewers can expect this year? What What are your goals? You know, what, what's your main focus this year? I mean, personally, I have this. Um, like most people, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a bodybuilder because I'm not competitively bodybuilding, but I build my body and I lift weights so. Um, I don't know. I'm alternating between bulking and cutting and that kind of thing like everyone does. Trying to get muscular, trying to get for my personal. But as far as what really makes me tick is helping other people get there. And I'm not a personal trainer. And I don't claim to be that. And I don't claim to be a nutritionist or anything like that. But I just want to be more so um, an example, I guess, of a postpartum woman who was able to figure it out without being a professional with, I mean, I, I, I get annoyed by this all the time when people are like, how do you know this or how do you know that? There is something called the internet, okay? And am I, am I perfect in it? No. And am I always adjusting and changing it? Oh, I learned this new thing. Yes, of course. But then again, even professionals are learning new things because there's new studies all the time and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I just want to be that example and that, uh, that, person that helps other people whenever they need it and I've been able to do that and one thing I would like to do is um, guide women in what I'm doing and hopefully see them have some results from that and um, what I just recently asked um, my followers 
And I had quite a few responses as if, hey, if I gave out a a free program that just said, hey, this is what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to join me? I had quite a few responses on that. And so I would love to just continually be that example, continually get results, show them, show people it's possible. I love helping people start, um, helping them start to track, having mm-hmm. them start their fitness and then helping them through those frustrating times until they get that rhythm going. And then I love helping them once they get their rhythm going, but they're feeling those oh, I'm getting frustrated, I'm tired, what do I do now type of thing. So I guess my approach is to be as open as possible to show what I'm doing and help other women who would like assistance in that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? No, it does. I mean, I think that gives a good expectation for your viewers for Clip So Tough. But that's my, so that's like my, my, my material answer but also um, what really, really makes a big difference is that I want to be able to help with them prospectively. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of the reason why people quit fitness or quit anything that they want to do is not because of the actual work. Yes, the work is hard. Um, cutting down on your calories is hard. Going to the gym a lot is hard. But I think everybody... For the most part, not the details, but for the most part, they know what to do when it comes to fitness. But it's the perspective shift that they really need help on. It's the how they think about things. Like It's the feelings are not reliable. Stop behaving on how you feel and do what you should do and do what you need to do. Um, stop thinking about it in this way. Think about it in this way. And, and most importantly, negative self-talk is a huge thing. Like, I think a lot of people don't believe that they can do it. They mm. know the they know what they need to do, but they don't believe that they're going to have success in it because in the past they haven't or because someone told them they were an idiot when they were a kid or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so something that I really love to do is say, hey, no, 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 don't think about it this way. Let me show you a better way to think about it. And this is because I experienced this. Mm. And so that's it's just... Trying to help people one-on-one coaching and um, just continue to be that example while um, giving people perspective changes in their thinking, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so that's, I think that really much sums up what your expectations is, what you're trying to give your audience this year. Um, For me, on the hubris side of things, uh, my audience has finally, I found what my target audience will be and it's going to be more focused around personal development um still perspective in that light of perspective coaching um i'm really heavy into business marketing and helping people find angles to show their strong points their strengths um i believe that i mean if you fucking can weld I believe there's something out there for you that you can do where you could fucking make shit ton of money welding and create some type of content, some type of product, some type of service that will do you justice and do other people justice so you can live a fucking healthy life and not be tied down to a fucking job. I'm really for helping people get out of jobs. And this year, one of the things of um, my brand, Hubris, is if you're not serious, I'm not fucking with you. You know? You've always been like that. Well, yeah, that is true. Um, but no, I, I think this... Because last year and other years, I, I've tried to... 
Well, you dabbled in it because you tried to make yourself for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, because I did. In the beginning, I tried to push people into motivation. You just and can't do that. I can't. I, I only can no, work I with can't. people. I only can work with people that's wanting, you know, better. If you want a better marriage, and I can tell you do, all right, we can sit down and talk, and I'll shoot some real shit at you. If you want to make more money, all right. I'll sit down and shoot the shit, which you will figure it out. But if you want to give me every excuse in the book of why your left toe hurts and your right pinky toe just happened to be twisted the wrong way, and that's why you can't commit to going buying a book for $5, which you can go buy $20 worth in McDonald's food, I don't know. That's your decision, but I'm not going to fuck with you no more. It's that simple. Hubris mentality for me is to help those that want to be helped. If you feel like you have this life purpose, which I believe everybody does, I'm going to bring that out of you. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to find a way. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Um, I've been through a lot. I've been molested. So have you, you know, in, in, in your in your shit. Um, damn near raped. Um, homeless. You know, I'm bipolar. Uh, anxi- social anxiety. I'm schizophrenia. Uh a lot of shit has been in my head. I feel like a person of my, what society would call um, shortcomings, put me in a position where I can see things from a different light, from a different lens, a different perspective in order to help people. Um, when you're at the fucking bottom, all you can see is a, and observe is the top. So when you get to the top, I think it's only due diligence that you help those at the bottom. I, I, I don't, that's, that's the only way I can see it. I fucking jumped off the cliff and we're living in a nice ass house right now. It's fucking four bedrooms. I didn't even think we were going, you know, believe it or not, like a lot of people look at us now and they say, oh, wow, you know, your rent is this much. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, but we're still living below our means. Yes, we are. We are. You know, and we did not always have this. <laughs> you know, but but we put in the work, man. I'm, we fucking grinding for this shit, and we continue to grind. And I, I only can help other people. Um, right now, well, this that's year, I, that's what I told somebody just the other day. Yeah. Like, you know, compared to what you were talking about, is like, you know, no one would ever wish anything bad upon anyone. Um, but I some do. of. <laughs> But some of the worst things that have ever happened to us turn out to be our biggest blessings. That's why I do. And even more so, give us a purpose. That's why I do. You know, I I, um, I toured somebody at my job that was in prison for almost 20 years. And he got so passionate. About, and, and he started ever since he was only 14. And it was an unfortunate situation. But he was so passionate about helping youth getting out of the type of lifestyle, you know, and helping people in prison, inmates, being able to get a more better education. He's super passionate about that. And that's what I told him. I'm like, you know, some you would never wish that to happen on anyone, but because that happened to you, that's given you a purpose that you're going to help a lot of people with that. So our biggest downfalls can be our biggest blessings. And for you, naming all the different things that you've just mentioned, and I've had a few of my own, you know, those things become our biggest passions. And so turn those... Um, turn those bad things into good things that that's kind of the purpose of life is is some of the bad things are some of the best things that ever happened to us weirdly all of the bad things all of the good things 
all of the bad and all the good, to be honest. I mean, the good you have, yeah, it shapes and molds you. The bad definitely shapes and molds you, but you can't take one or the other. You, you In life, you have to take both, and I think everybody keeps trying to chase. Well, they avoid all the pain. Yeah, they, they avoid all the pain. They avoid, you know, flying. They, they, they try to stay in the middle. And this is where my, my mentality of hubris comes back to. You can't avoid to be in the middle. You got to shoot for the fucking sun, past the sun, to the moon and the stars. For fucking Pluto. Which now isn't apparently... Apparently it's not even a planet it's anymore. A planet we've been lied all the way. But yeah, so... I want people to have that mentality that they can fly closer to the sun. They take those leaps. They jump off the cliff and they build their wings on the way down. Instead of sitting there and wasting your whole life wondering what could be all the possibilities of what could go wrong, just fucking do it. Yeah, your mom, yeah, your your wife, yeah, your husband could be saying that this and this won't work, but you personally are one entity. You are one soul. You have to control your life. And if you don't, you're going to die or be on your deathbed. Like, what the fuck did I do with my life that made me not feel complete at my death? I don't want to be on my deathbed with a list of regrets. I'm going to regret some shit, and that means because I was growing. If you regret a lot... Okay, put it this way. People who die... This is an oxymoron in a sense. People who die... With regrets, never lived. People who die with too many regrets just fucking failed. That's what I believe. And it's hard to say because I don't believe in failure, but if you have a shit ton of regrets, then you you fucked up a lot. My deathbed motivates me so much. Mm-hmm. I'm only 31 years old. My, I think about my yes, deathbed. Whatever. Be get older. Mr. 28-year-old yeah, young guy. Get older. No, my deathbed motivates me almost every single day. And I was talking about that. I was like, I'm not trying to be morbid when I say that I think about my death all the time. But I really do. But not in a bad way. I It just motivates the hell out of me to be like, whenever I make any decision, I'm like, would I be happy with this if I died tomorrow? Because mm-hmm. it happens, man. You never know when it's going to be. I could make this whole podcast and go somewhere tomorrow and get hit by a semi. Boom. Done. Was I happy about what I did the night before? I hope so. Mm-hmm. It motivates me so much. It should. I mean, I, 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 in my book that I'm writing right now, and I speak a lot on it, is that life is literally like a video game. And it's sad that so many people will spend their whole life playing a video game because they have multiple lives. But in real life, they don't understand. It's the same thing. Every day you wake up, you have another life. You have another heart. Why? Because... You can adjust. If shit didn't work yesterday, if it didn't work last year, it can work this year. You can adjust. And as you adjust, you gain experience, you gain the tools you need to fight the boss. And when you fight the boss, I mean, it, it, it continues, you know? So. Yeah, it was just like, like I'm a type of person that suffered from, well, I like to call it, I am a recovering perfectionist. Mm. 
And um, one thing that I've learned, being married to you has helped <laughs> from some, a lot of your perspectives, but um, just also from personal growth and reading and things like that. Um, perfectionism is a horrible plague. Um, and one thing that I've learned is that... It's needed in doses. It is. And, and perfectionism has actually got me a lot of success that I've had in my life. But that being said, um, it's just, it's just um, I've learned that, you know, at the end of the day, some things really don't matter. And one thing that, you know, really scared me, just me personally, was, um, just as an example, is um, going negative in my bank account. Something, def it defined me as a person, and I didn't even really realize it at the time, that if I went negative in my bank account, that I'm an idiot. And so I have this extreme fear that even if I got like two, three hundred dollars, I have no money, zero, no more spending. I never would allow it to go below that. And just being married and having children and young stuff happens. And um, eventually one day we overdrew our account. And was I happy? No, I was pissed and terrible. And I had so many bad thoughts about myself. What kind of idiot are you? How did this happen to you? I can't believe that this, da -da 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 -da. but guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing changed. When I got the money, I paid the people I owed and life resumed, but life resumed anyways. And I just, I learned a lot from that because people don't learn from experience. People learn from when they reflect on their experience. You can never connect the dots. Looking forward, only looking back. So many people But people try. don't choose to connect the dots looking back either. They just keep going. And I'm just a very reflective person. Well, that's person. because, no, I think that the reason why is because they're still looking forward. And this is where that whole thing of my concept of grateful complacent comes in. Because if you're grateful, you're always trying to, in my opinion... If you're grateful and you're complacent, you're like in this weird, hopeful, oh shit, if I don't get it, I'm good where I'm at. Me, I'm grateful that goddamn, I'm not homeless anymore. Goddamn, you know, now the next step for me is shit, how big can my next house be? Who else can I help? You know, what's it gonna be the next, you know, uh, how can I put my kids in a better situation? I'm more hungry. I'm grateful, but I'm hungry. You know, who else can I put in a better position now? Because you could be grateful and hungry at the same time. Which right. is a concept that took us time to kind of learn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just kind of learned from that whole like perfectionism thing that life keeps going on. And then honestly, nothing really ever matters. It really doesn't. And so why not go for it? If you only live once, why not go for it? And that reminds me of that Jim Carrey speech. Remember when he was mm -hmm. speaking at a graduation? He mm -hmm. was like... You know, my dad wanted to be a comedian, but he thought it was too risky. And so he became a banker instead. And he ended up going bankrupt and failing in that. And it made him realize that you can fail at something that you didn't even want to do. So why not go for what you love? And that was like the deepest shit to me. I was like, whoa, that is crazy. Why make the safe decision? Like obviously make calculated risks. Don't be completely outrageous my opinion, but... I'm definitely not that way, though. That's I, why we make the, like, a very good couple, because I'm very chips on the line. Hey, I'm going to bet 100. I'm going all in. But a lot of But people, I think that you've also learned to be a little bit more calculated from being with me. 
Uh, no, I think it, really what I think it is though, it's more so just having kids. It's it's a, part of it. It's like with you, it was like ah, cool. I can still be a little bit reckless, just me and you, right? When we had kids, it was like you know, first one, first kid we had, I was like, oh shit, I have some adjusting got to do, got to kind of mature, and that took me down a rabbit trail. But when we had a second one, I think it was like. Motherfucker, you you gotta be a staple now. You gotta be the 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 foundation, and that's I think a lot of men lack on that. They don't have the mental. I think that if you were older, toughness, you, you would have kind of figured it out even prior to that. But I mean, when our first one was born, you were only twenty one. Yeah, if that. 20 or 21. The only thing... You were the super only, young. This, the, my, my, 21. my perspective on life has shifted, but it hasn't really changed. Like, I don't... It's, it's improved, maybe. Yeah, it, I mean... It's yeah. evolved. It's evolved, Like yeah. a Pokemon. Yeah. It's the same, but it's evolved. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> like, my, my concept of thinking is always there. It's always been the same. It's just evolved. I'm more a little bit... Yeah, I don't explode as much. Tamer. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. But, um... Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that, that's whatever, rabbit trail. So, what you can expect from us going on here for a fly on the wall is honesty, raw truth, bringing up topics that no one else wants to talk about, and actually bringing a certain perspective to those topics that can guide you and hopefully help you uh, figure out your next life decisions, hopefully get off your ass and be something. Not saying you aren't, but if you feel that way, then you know who the fuck I'm talking to. If you feel like you're not that person, then you just need an extra boost to get to the next chapter, the next quarter, whatever that may be. That's what we're here for. Um, Relationships are just going to be heavily talked about. Success principles, because a successful relationship needs success principles. So, I think the next episode will be two weeks. Yep. We're going to go with two weeks now, and it's just because our life is still yeah. adjusting. Yeah. We may add more as time goes when we switch up a little bit of things, but this is where we're at right now. Um... What you can expect from next episode is really just February time rolling around. It's either going to be people hating because they all alone sitting on a couch with a cat or a dog. Because they actually value Valentine's Day, which I don't. I don't care about you. We do it for the love, I guess. I knew that Valentine's Day was bullshit when I went to Safeway and I had been there every single day for the whole year. And they had the same roses and they were twice the price and there was three times as many. I'm like... This is marketing. <laughs> That's every. Man, and then I was like, session? does it really make me so super special if my man bought me those when every other man is going to buy them? Not really. And as in, on top of that, they feel forced to do so because some government told them that they had to. And then it comes oh, it's past government. Cause well, see, I have, ex- I have some expectation for anniversary because that's a special day for us and a birthday because that's a special day mm. for us. But government holidays, eh, I have a hard time. Anyway, so yeah, so we, we're just kind of focusing on um, 
relationships because that is a hot topic during the month of February, particularly mm-hmm. before the 14th. And we're going to talk a lot about dating um, because a lot of people want... That poo nanny. That's not what I was going to say. Oh. A lot of people <laughs> want... <laughs> They want that relationship. They want that marriage. But it you got to find somebody that um, has a good start before. I mean, there is so much navigation when it comes when you actually have, quote unquote, the one and how to have a good marriage. And that's a whole different topic. But um, before you even get there, you got to make sure you got to find someone that, that even fits, that, that, that even has that um, baseline that you need that matches you. And so... Um, we're just going to be talking about dating and finding that person that you want to build a, a partnership with for the rest of your life. Yep. Shedding the light on how to catch and tame. 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 Wild beast. I mean, I think anybody that can tame a fucking lion, you know, how to perfect their taming skills, which means they had to become a better person in their craft. In their life. Yeah, we'll add that on to the next weeks or two weeks from now. But that's pretty much it from here from Fly on the Wall, Hubers 300, and Calypso Tough. We will see y'all next time. It's GHL and we out.